Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays? Two broke gays? Two broke gays? Okay! Welcome back, everybody. You're here, Two Broke Gays. Uh, this is your co-host, Jenna Cordes. And Kevin Sullivan. And today we have a very special guest, multi-talented in mixed media arts, video production, singing, song, instruments, and he does it all. Kevin DeKim. Hello. <laughs> it's another Kevin. It's yeah. two Kevins. It's so fun for me. And it's our first gay guest. Thank God. Why were we struggling so hard to find gays? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> In this town. Yeah, it's weird too because I have a lot of gay friends. I don't know. Yeah, well. They're very busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) He's very busy too. He's busy too. We caught him in in a very good time. He just finished uh, wrapping up a video for your 2017 album, Villain. Yes. Yes. Very good. And um, and we're going to talk about that video later and direct people to it. Um, but we, let's start with a couple of broke questions. A couple of broke questions? <laughs> well, where are you from originally? Originally from <clears throat> Macomb, Michigan. My what? Macomb. It's Macomb. Macomb. Suburban Detroit area. This, I'm throwing up Michigan yeah. at you. That's a Michigan? Yes. That looks like a, just a... Just a couple of hands? I don't, yeah, that literally it's, looks like, look at my fingertips. Couldn't be clearer. <laughs> it couldn't be less clear. <laughs> So yeah, you're from Michigan. Are you? Are, cause you are. From I'm from Michigan too. too. Oh. I'm from. Oh my God, Michigan! <laughs> Look at that. You're doing it. Is I'm it? from Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. Sounds like where the elves live. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay. Well, not all. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. Yeah. So you're from Michigan. From Michigan. That's right. How long have you lived here? I lived here for, it's going to be eight years in August. Okay, so a while. So you came right after graduation. I was you came like, beelined it, yeah. What did you move here for? Well, I, I think the combo, right after I finished college, I came out as gay, and then to my parents. Dope, same. And that was a very strange disappointment, because I was little, I was like, oh, that'll be cool. And then they were like, I just felt like a gross sinner after... Oh no! Oh, I thought no. It, for some reason I thought it was the opposite disappointment you had. Like you wanted a big like negative reaction, <laughs> and they're like, "It's cool." And you're like, "Fuck <laughs> this! I'm moving to LA." <laughs> yeah. They just totally embraced you, yeah. and you were like, "Where's the friction? I need to be uh, an yeah. artist." Yeah. yeah, yeah, give me something. So <laughs> oh, I got it. It was it was rough, and then you moved here. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but I was just like, I would rather be somewhere where I feel I can be yourself. Yeah, because I was dating someone in college even, and. He would feel weird about us holding hands, and I was just like, this is weird. To... I was like, I bet LA is a little different. You were right. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I bet it is. I've never been to Michigan, but I bet um, it's different. It's, you know, I go back there all the time. My, oh yeah, how do my, you feel? My girlfriend lives there, actually, and I'm trying to like get her to move out here, but she... <laughs> Uh, she's is in the closet. She's in the closet with the greater public. I know her family. I know all of her oh. friends, but like, no women crush Wednesdays for me. Yeah, <laughs> this is a repeating theme. Like, this will come back in every episode. She wants that fucking women crush I, Wednesday. You know, but I'm giving her, you know, the time to like figure it out. But I feel I like d- once family and friends know, that's like that's the hardest part. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, so I think you know, yeah, it's it is though weird because. I came out in Vegas, and Vegas, nobody gives a shit. No, they're was, like, great move. Everyone is drunk, and oh, they're just, cool. like, losing all their money. It's, like, huge gay culture. No one gives a shit. Like, I came out, my students outed me, 
and everybody was cool. They were like, oh, that's yeah. a story for a different time. Yeah. Cool. I had a similar experience to you, probably. So. Oh, where are you from? Um, originally Boston, but grew up in Phoenix. So I came out in college, San Diego. So. Oh. Yeah, that's better. I, um, I came out like three years post college. I was still trying to bang dudes. I don't know what was going on there. I mean, well, we're all in the same boat <laughs> yeah. on that one then. <laughs> uh, so, so a combo of that and plus career. Oh yeah, and then I just wanted to. I just uh, I had some great internship lined up, and then I was just flat out was like, hey, where do I go if I want to do music for movies? Which is my original intention. And he's like, you should definitely come to LA. Mm-hmm. So I did, but then I was like, oh, I tried this for a little bit, the whole music for working for somebody, and I was like, oh, I'd rather do it myself. Yeah. yeah. So you wanted to be like a composer? Is that you what are a composer. I did, right? yeah, and I still do it, but I do, I kind of like veer in different directions, and my album last year was like, another goal of moving out here, I was like, I want to be like a Trent, Re- Trent Reznor had this like story of he locked himself in like an old Manson house for a year and made an album. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> but instead of a Manson house, I'll go in a hoarder house. And just... <laughs> so you live. So I moved with my friend's mom, who's a hoarder. And like she... legit? Oh yeah, this is like, I was like veering on calling the show just to be like, this would be a great episode. <laughs> Oh my god. You're like, I live in a trash igloo in the second. (laughs) (laughs) Trash igloo. Oh my god. Okay, that's intense. That is so cool. So did you write it there in that house? Yeah, most of it, yeah. Oh my god. Can you imagine a comic locking themselves away for a year? In trash? No, (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I've been working at a trash company for a year. Outside that's awesome. weird. Um, Don't let him pretend to be embarrassed. He just ordered a vanity plate. Trash! I did, but it arrives when I'm done working. (laughs) When the contract's up. Yeah. So you had that album. Um, Did you talk about the trash house in the album? No, it was more just like, Mm. uh, what's that called? It like made the thing. It's the catalyst, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a it's like a collection. Like the songs are really different. Each of them is like totally yeah. different. Yeah. Did you write them in rapid succession or did you write them spaced far apart? Because I feel like each of them is a really different mood mm-hmm. and you know tone. Yeah. Yeah, they're far apart, and uh, yeah, and yeah, definitely different moods because it was like. I'd want to write something that was authentically interesting to mm-hmm. me and something that I can listen to and say, oh, I still, this is still makes sense. Going into a different subject a little bit, but I'm very polyamorous. And I'm like, that's another coming out thing that happened a couple of oh. years ago. And oh. I was like, oh, this is totally me. It makes sense. And um, so anytime I hear like an old 50s song, it's like, we'll be together forever. I'm like, oh, y'all are insane. <laughs> we'll be together wow. forever. And then you just add, but with you, and also you, yeah. and maybe you. And whatever feels right to our personalities <laughs> as we grow together and our lives evolve. So oh that's the next song you're going to write? So were you in a polyamorous relationship when that happened? Or did it just evolve into that? or? I had a, mon- a mon- monogamous relationship because there was this guy that was interesting enough for me to be like, I'll try it out with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, so but it's, I'm still on the train. It still is a thing, you know, um, to me. And so I said, you know, let's try this out. And I was vocal about, you know, what if we 
weren't what if it was a little more open and he thought he goes if i i don't know can i swear on this oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes <laughs> yeah he goes I'm out this dirty. if i saw my boyfriend fucking another guy that'd be disgusting and i go I mean, it'd be kind of hot, but and also you're like you don't have to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that who too. said you were watching? <laughs> you didn't even invite him, rude. No, I'm I'm just so crazy. I have so much crazy in me. Like, even, yeah. What do you think about that? I I love um I love polyamory as a concept, and then I just like see visions of me standing outside of windows with like I bleeding knives. I think I could totally do it. Yeah, you that's think you true. could probably do it? I could do it. I I don't think I could. I don't like. Not that I'm not selfish, but I don't like giving that, like, all my attention to, per- like, it's a lot of attention to just give undividedly to one person. Yeah. So if it's like, oh, I don't know, you know, share the, that aspect of it. Like, someone doesn't just, con- like, just only need from you. Are you dating anyone right now? Um, so I, I feel like I have um, three really solid things going, and they all um, are different like levels of like how we help each other out wait so you don't okay maybe this is common misconception with polyamory okay like three like a thruple like all going in together at the same time that's a different thing that's not a misconception that's kevin just being stupid (laughs) (laughs) no i think um well i think you can have that i think that's part of the whole the spectrum of polyamory is, is you can have like someone that joins in, but I guess you would categorize it differently, but it's the same concept of like, the only rule in a relationship is just to be honest, and that's... That's the only rule? It's the only rule. Okay. I have a lot of other I rules. Have, yeah. And it's very Janet difficult not, to get there. Nothing doesn't have a role. Uh, it's uh, difficult to get to that place of just honesty. Say that again? It's very difficult to get where? It was just very difficult to get. It's just a lot of patience and talking through absolutely everything because you're saying things that normal people wouldn't, or a normal monogamous relationship wouldn't say to each other ever. Yeah. Like, I think this person's attractive and um, that we saw at the party, or like, who were you with yesterday? I was with, you know, so and so again. So. Okay. So do the people that, are the people that you are partnered with right now, are they also polyamorous? Or are you anybody's like only? And is that weird for them? I don't, I, I don't, I think we're both on the same page of like, I, I want to be here right now. Mm-hmm. And if we ever felt differently, that is something that we can talk about and figure out how maybe we work in our, each other's lives differently. So would you have a you have a main one like a main? I feel like yeah. There's this there's this guy that we live together. I don't that know feels if I pretty say serious. Names. Oh yeah, no, you don't have to say people's okay. names. Yeah, no. We give a lot of people nicknames on. <laughs> yeah, but he I I love all these people by the way. It's like but in different ways we work really well mm-hmm. living together. Like we love the same things, you know, um, with the same style. We have the same like ideas of how a house should function. And we're very supportive of each other. And because we're also opposites, we complement each other like, okay. to be a constant check-in almost. Mm-hmm. But you would never, you would just identify, like you are polyamorous, so you would never want to close that off and just be with this one man that you live with. I don't think so, yeah. Okay. I th- because what do, you, what do you think happens, like what do you mean closing off? 
like not seeing other people like in romantic in a, romantically yeah yeah it seems weird because I feel like okay. even with some friends I have it's a little romantic like I'm I feel gazy you know with some people you know I don't know if you like feel that way but there's I feel like there's all sorts <laughs> of like uh types of ways you connect with friends family and you know things that help you in life so I just didn't want to limit the idea of romance off just because maybe someone would feel a little yeah it really doesn't have anything to do with the other person it's just like my experience with another person mostly I feel like people just get worried about the jealousy aspect like that is the probably the number one yeah right and that does happen it's does it happen to you it happens to me sometimes, but it's it's always like a I grow from that. It's like an opportunity to grow where I'm just like, why do I feel that way? And it's usually something I'm insecure about where I'm like, right. oh, I'm not having that right now. And I think I want that. And that's why I'm having this like jealousy thing. That's very enlightened like way of looking at it. Jenna cannot be like less aligned with that. She's like, absolutely. If they have it. I'm leaving them. Very, I'm very supportive of like oh, I know different you, lifestyles. But, but I can just see in your eyes you're like already dying just thinking I'm, of it. You know, I didn't know how to be jealous until I, mm. someone taught me to be jealous. Right. And sure, now I sure. am so oh, that's, jealous. Yeah. That's huge. And I have to, Didn't you know, know I have to check myself and call my friends and I just... I know, like, my girlfriend is a good person. Like, and I don't, you know, I know that if she's also very practical, so if she wanted to, like, see someone else, she would just break up with me. But, but in why, my head... why do you think that is necessary? What? Why do you think it's necessary? Like, if she wants to see someone else, why do you think she would have to break up with you? Well, oh, because I am a monogamous person. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't I'm like, I love the over. battling of rival <laughs> ideals, and I'm kind of in the middle. I'm yeah, like, what? no, I, yeah, so I would want to be broken up with if she wanted to see Sure, sure. Okay. Um, and uh, I know that, but in my head, I dated someone who was jealous and didn't, like, let me have friends and the way that I wanted to, yeah. and questioned me at every turn and we went through each other's stuff, we went through each other's phones and it wasn't until I learned to behave that way that I then have to carry this into a relationship with a person that's like, we're not going through each other's phones. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) cool. (laughs) There's a whole level of trust, I think, especially like you're experiencing like the almost ultimate level of trust also because you're trusting because why there's no reason to lie so does right do you, right do you have so you have a few things going mm-hmm. <laughs> uh does he have a few things going he's he's had other people in his life too how does that work with one space though well i think that's something that at this point he's communicated to me he's like you know what i don't mind someone coming over to the space that you have romantic in your life. But um, at this point, I would rather not be home. Yeah. Because we, oh. we both have our own bedrooms. Right. So, like, he just doesn't want to be, a, like, immediately next door that he can't get away from. Like, yeah. the sound of it. Oh, had you that ne- happened before? You never thought about that, did you? No. Yeah. Well, I thought about, well, now the separate room talk, I'm like, oh, 
yeah. Obviously, like, if you share a room, you're not going to be bringing somebody back to, I'll just say bang, like, I feel like in the room. Even if I was like, I don't know, do you, I, I would not desire ever, I don't think ever, I mean, maybe you differ, but, like, the idea of sleeping with someone, having the same room, and sharing that, I'm like, that's not worth it. I need isolation sometimes. I want my own, like, after what I just experienced and like this tier evolution of like who I am now I want my own fucking house like and then they can have a house across the street <laughs> yeah I want to or like, wrap fabric around both of us and then have <laughs> someone carry us in a giant baby beaver if that was my life I would want to suffocate in that yard like I honestly love togetherness and I'm I just okay feel like- with two houses next to each other and a tunnel that goes through and you can each lock your own door if need be Lock your own door? <laughs> like, I love, ha- like, especially now, I love having my own space. I guess, you know, for me, my girlfriend, we obviously function pretty independently. She has her house in Michigan. I live out here. Oh, yeah. Like, we function very independently. Uh, but that is not my goal. Like, I would love to see her every morning and, like, go do stuff every day. Like, I, I think it'll be good for us when we do move in together. Because then we we will know how to do our own things still. I think for a lot of lesbians, like you were saying, like they get into it. It's like, the we. I can't ever deal with a we or an hour. That's ours. We did this. We. I that can't. doesn't bother me so much unless it has to do with plans. Like if I'm talking to uh, like a couple and one person has to work and the other person's like, oh, we can't come because she has to work. I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? Are right. you busy? Yeah, I am. I leave it like no. I have to be very independent. But I can't do that. I want to have like our doormat. Okay, you're gonna die. Carpet. I, when we our my couch. Ex, when my ex and I moved out of our last place, like two apartments before, I asked him. I was like, "What do you think about us going into our own apartments?" This was after like four years of dating. He was like, "Absolutely not. Why wouldn't we just break up then?" I feel the same way. I was like, but don't you like kind of want your own space? Like, I don't know. So I I understand completely the separate rooms, but I would take it one step further and have my own fucking apartment. That's what I do too. I mean, we did too, but then we both had living situations where we didn't like our our roommates. Yeah, yeah. people end up hitching because of either convenience or financial. It's cheaper to share a bedroom. Or you just like you were saying, you just think a house should function in a very similar way. Yeah, know? so it worked. Yeah. So you don't say like, oh, you have three things going. I want to have three things going. Well, there's... Ooh, Mr. Competitive No, over that is a huge thing in oh. gay relationships, I feel like. It's not just related to like if you have it open, the amount of partners. It also is like career-wise. It's also like sometimes it, I feel like it gets competitive in a bunch of different ways. But um, that that is a problem for me. I don't think my immediate right now is like very competitive in that way. Um, I don't think he desires the same thing that I do in that way. So I think it's just like, yeah, that's just what it is. I'd be very competitive with uh, having hotter boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, well, these three things are banging. Your see, guy was okay. <laughs> see, see, now. No, I, I wish play- I was like you, and I, I wish I could like let go of this you know, what you just did, which is like, you're still trying to win. And like, that's not what he's saying. I know, (laughs) but I would win. (laughs) 
I know that's not, but it doesn't matter because I'd have my own fucking apartment. <laughs> yeah. So just whatever. Well, I was with Alicia, one guy who we were both. That was a huge. We really enjoyed having sex with like we we're just constantly on it. And with um, other what do you people mean? or together? Kind of both. Okay. And um, so he would, you know, we got to a point where in our relationship we we're just like, "What do you think of this person?" I was like, "That's not for me." But go ahead, you know. Okay, so he'd like bring so, bring so home you like the. So like man each other. Sometimes, sometimes it's just like, do you want to uh, come with me or do you want to be here? Were you about to say enjoy this guy with me? <laughs> I guess you were. I knew I saw. Do you want to come enjoy? <laughs> yeah, it was like a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Very accurate. I, that's interesting. Now go have your snack. I'm, yeah. I'll, maybe it, on the next next snack course. Snack is the perfect word. <laughs> I love that. It's just a snack, not the meal. Uh, that's your meals at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that so you sing about that. That was a coming out situation. Yeah, I have a song about that which I've hidden because I teach high school and it's kind of like a. <laughs> there's some music videos. Wait, which song? Which music video? I've I, been I, through like everything. Well, I hit it recently, oh. and it was um, one called "I Ain't Your Mama," mm. which is just about like. Um, oh, it's in real. I don't have to nurture you through life. You know, we can all. Be helpful yeah. to each other in other yeah. ways besides one person. Like, so. Okay. So you teach high school? Yeah, I teach two high school classes, um, and they're like cinema related. So it's an audio class, like how to get good audio, and then how to uh, <laughs> help. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> that just comes in booming. Yeah, I love it. And then, um, and then yeah, and then how to score a movie. Oh like yeah, because you did. Well. What was the movie you did? Oh, yeah. Bilal's Bilal's Stand. Stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you wrote the entire original score for that, right? Yeah. How was that experience? It was my first score, and it was, like, just crazy lucky because I was just, you know, the person who was in the room at the right time, I feel like. I was the only person kind of from music that was doing these score things, and I was trying to get the audio people involved, and then I just became known as the person who scores stuff. So at the time they found me, they were like, can you do this in a month? And so I just had to figure it out, and I did it in like, did we live close to each other? South Division. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lived at John Street. Yeah, I, in that house I was living, and I scored okay. that movie just on my laptop, which was crazy. Wow. Where, where is this? University in, of Michigan. Oh, I was like, um, and we're in another city, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in South, South Division. Division? I'm yeah. like, were you guys in the same tech company? <laughs> <laughs> what division? The South. I don't know. Okay, that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. I didn't realize you scored that in college. Yeah. Wow. So that was that was that's so, because it ended up going to Sundance. And yeah. Then I went just to go like, and they were like, "Do you want to do this talk?" And Adrian, there was just a bunch of things that I was like, "Oh, this is a world." So that's yeah. how I got an internship kind of thing. I was gonna say, Amazing. was it nice like moving out here with like having the score kind of in like your back pocket, like you'd you scored a Sundance that movie? Kinda, or? I mean, yeah, but it's like. Yeah, it's just a nice little, like, notch on a resume, but mm-hmm. I don't know how much it helps. Especially yeah. with my mindset of, like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and this. You have lots of baskets and lots of eggs. Lots of eggs, yeah. <laughs> yeah because... Or finding the eggs to fill those baskets. Yeah. I'm not really good with that metaphor. I just want to say it however it comes out. Is that going to be your dumb thing on this one? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I have a, a really stupid thing I say on every podcast where I just stop thinking. Um, That's it. Uh, okay. So you think that would just be like a 
fucking fire starter. Yeah. Because it's like anything in this town, you yeah. know? It's like, what's next? You could take anything and run with it, I feel mm-hmm. like it. It's like... Yeah, you'll lose a job to someone that said they scored some weird USC film <laughs> that probably was terrible. Like, <laughs> but they marketed it so well. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or their yeah. dad's rich. Yeah, so. you do a lot of different stuff, though, with your videos. Like, they're really funny. Like oh, your, your covers are super funny. What's your main, like, your main gig? Yeah, like, what's... Or, what... Okay, that. Just, just that. Question. Just that. Sorry, just I have that. a problem with rapid-fire questioning. Yeah. She's a <laughs> triple hitter over here. <laughs> well, I like that. Softball. I'm trying to figure that out. I think it involves... I make these earrings, too. Oh, I was going to ask about those, because I saw them uh, when I was trolling your Instagram. Oh, yeah. So, they're cool. Let me see. Thank you. The drumsticks. Oh, cool. So I have a... And you have a bunch of them, 15 right? 15 designs, mm-hmm. and um, so I have, like... Physical things like art I paint too. I make these giant animation cells, mm-hmm. and I repurpose old paintings too. So it's like I have these like physical manifestations of some ideas, and then I have like a audio, and then I want to attach the visual with. Mm-hmm. I just want an immersive like customer experience wow. for someone so who wants. You need to have a like, studio, like a, just a studio, and you just walk. You're in right. And like, get like just hit with all yeah, of your it's stuff. Like, it's like performance art. You have your art and mm-hmm. your music, and then someone comes and puts earrings on you. <laughs> I'm in. I'm pierced. <laughs> All right. Perfect. I need to get some drumsticks. Um, There's other ones, too. Okay, so what's the... Let's start with... What's the most L.A. thing you do? Hmm, polyamory. We already covered that. <laughs> polyamory. Probably teach film. I feel like that's going to be Yeah, that's niche. pretty L.A. Yeah. Um, go to movies a lot. Because I have movie pass. Ooh. Do you have it? I need it. Me too. I, if you're two broke gays. I go to the movies mm, so much. Why haven't we gotten it? Because I'm like, oh, I've seen a billion movies now, like this year. So maybe I'm done seeing movies. So Wait, I have a question to- for you guys because I, I'm curious to know after experiencing the songs and you reference them being like a little like way different. What do you, how would you categorize the sound or the genre? Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. What genre do you categorize yourself as? Yeah, I'm curious to ask you just because. Okay, so. It's something I'm constantly thinking about. So, he can get it. I was definitely like, like bouncing around and like having a great old dance time. And then obviously I Want to Die is a bit of a different tone Uh than most of your stuff. Uh I haven't seen that one. You didn't watch I Want to Die? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. That's uh, it's it's the latest me. and greatest. I like the Motown cover you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. You've got a lot of good earlier yeah. covers. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Motown. Though. And then what are the other ones? Tell me and I'll remember. I Can't Fix Crazy? Yeah. I really liked that um, video, too. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'm really bad with genres. And, and I, like, I don't know what genre to say it is, though, because it is really performance arty in that, like, with the visual that sort of changes my mind of what I might have said the song was. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's great. What do you classify? Well, that, now that's making me think, yeah, I think it is... I would like to think it's not, like, pop soul, but it's also, like, an experience. Yeah. So, a new... A new genre? Genre? <laughs> Experiential. That like so new pretentious. <laughs> I don't, we just don't know what it is. Yeah. The most LA thing he's ever done is create a new genre on a podcast. <laughs> in, a, in an apartment living room. Glad we got that question answered. Uh, <laughs> in a li- 
fucking room. Okay. Uh, do you think being gay has hindered or helped your career? Uh, help. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, for sure. Thank you. I mean, what do you do? You think that for, for you? you? Oh, I was answering for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely helped. Yeah, I feel like I there's something about well, just maybe my experience growing up feeling like. Ever, I, I don't know if you feel this way. I've always had trouble answering, like, who do you look to, up to when they gave you that option in school? It's like, we're going to learn about you. Here's these five questions we ask every year. Yeah. And one of them is usually, like, who do you look up to? I never had a good answer for that. But when I moved out here, I found members of the gay community that were older and had established some interest, things I thought were interesting and profound. I was like, yeah, I look up to you guys. I want to be your friend. I want to know more. Like Yeah, we just talked about who we look up to in the gay community on the Pridecast. Yeah, on the Pride, Pride podcast. I just picked RuPaul. Um, you picked RuPaul. Because of the talk oh, show. Oh, yeah. Because I want, like, late night talk shows. What did I say? Job. Oh, that's right. I don't I think, think I answered. You didn't answer that Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your biggest struggle in LA is? And it can be for any of your, you know, like, any media that you represent yourself in. Oh, the biggest struggle? Yeah. That's a... Oh, that's good. I, I think just balance... Be, well, for me, it's it's balance... There's a lot of balance issues because there's, like, finances, and then when you have that going, then, like, oh, well, the thing I want to do is down. is down. Yeah. Yep, I've been working at a trash company. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So what... Um, You know, we have, like, more questions, but... What, what do you want to focus on now? Like, what's... I think um, putting the experience for the live show yeah. in something, that way it almost will bring it all to, like, its final stage of, like, bring... Because I feel like it... I feel better when people are around and experience mm-hmm. even a video. Like, that music video party was good to see everybody's reaction. Yeah. When yeah. things happened and, like... You just need to throw a big party. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's the experience. And have all, like, have all your art around and a video playing. I was going to say. Live. I mean, I think the party idea is great. Yeah, I'm a partier. So. But I was going to say, like, have you ever thought about doing, like, a one-man show or doing Fringe and, like, oh, yeah. having an audience be immersed in this experience that you create? That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. What do song people do, like... For mics, like, are there are there ones where you can go sing a new song that you've written? I don't know how that works oh. in like the composer community. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. At least I don't enjoy it. But I think we're figuring things out, especially in the queer community, where we're getting more stage venues. Uh huh. I think there's one be built in West Hollywood. There's Precinct Downtown, which is a great. Oh, the Rock and Roll Gay Bar. Yeah, as they go. <laughs> I like that name. Uh, The Rock and Roll Gay Bar Precinct, DTLA. It's on 4th. They have Queen Kong on Friday. That's how I know it. But they're like some of the biggest drag queens around. Kong, like a convention. Queen Kong. Oh, Kong. Kong, like King Kong. But Queen Kong. 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 (laughs) Poor Kevin, he didn't know what he was getting himself into. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um. That's cool. So, or do you like go into the studio and then it's like, I mean, a lot of music friends, I feel like they work on something in the studio and then it's asking your friends like, hey, listen to this. What do you think of this? Yeah. It's more field work okay. than live performance. Because we're live. 
We're that. live, but I always figured it'd be like Coyote Ugly when like, you know, she takes like the piano and she sings the song and then Leanne rhymes buys it or whatever. Okay, you going to Coyote Ugly is super cliche. <laughs> well, people go to like Viper Room and like the library, I think there's, I think it's called the library. But you don't really do stuff like that. It's not, it doesn't feel like my scene, especially every time I go, I'm just like, I did, I played guitar for this artist uh, not that long ago at one of those and I was like, yeah, it's not. You don't want to be in a band. Not into it. You band would be part, great, but incorporate it in a way that's like not a setting that's so. So everything's like really yeah. conceptual, like yep. Yeah. It's not the mainstream idea of it's, a musician. Because if I'm ever performing it, I'm just like, well, it's not it. It's, it's not, not enough. I feel yeah. Like lacks like the intention and focus that like a show where people are there to see you or something like that. Or see an event that pairs with the music. Oh, like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Because you play a ton of instruments, right? I tried to. Yeah. What instruments? Well, in his reel, I saw like there's like a guitar. Yeah. You're singing. You're playing piano. I feel like you were holding a saxophone at one point. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So, what instruments? All those <laughs> drums and bass too. Drums and bass. Yeah. I played the saxophone once. Alto. Uh huh. I don't even remember. I was. They they surprised me with the solo at a concert uh, for Jingle Bells, the most simple song. After this kid just did Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> My mom was hysterically laughing at me the whole time. No it was way. squeaky the whole way. Oh. Anyway, so I'm a, not a musician at all, and I'm very impressed when people can play more than one instrument. Oh my god, you play so instrument. many instruments. It's insane. And your voice is so good, too. Do you Thank do, you. like, maintenance on it? I was wondering, like, oh, do you, you do, like, lots of lessons and stuff? Or, like, do you have a coach? Oh, thank you. What are no. people... Not these questions. <laughs> Sorry. That was, I'm, like, five. I'm doing it again. Which question do you want to answer I first? Want, I want to know... Um, <laughs> How do you keep your voice in such Thanks. great shape? That's great. I was thinking about this because I realized that, I mean, it's kind of an epiphany of like, oh, I was so scared to sing in a choral group in high school that like any singing opportunity that came up, like I, I tried out for it. I was like almost there. And then they said, you got in. And then I would be like, I don't want to do it. That's like you with drama. Because only girls did it. And I didn't mm -hmm. want to feel girly. I was so ashamed of that that's exactly it's, like your story so I, would, exactly the same. so I never did any class I just taught myself the whole way and uh, joined like a wedding band in Motown oh that's we, awesome that was my out of like being able to try out singing and get better was just doing it so well, thank you for that because I'm not very in I get like really down on myself for like you know, you watch shows like The Voice or something, and then yeah. I'm like, man, these people are have like their riffs down they've been doing for years, and that's... Yeah, they've been working their whole life. I, I was wondering when I was watching your shit, though, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's been on The Voice before or something. I think you're really good. Thank you. I know you probably thought, like, why hasn't she been on Last Comic Standing? So it's... It is, yeah. it is sad that, like, younger, closeted, gay <laughs> men, like... I feel like it hits the men more so than it the does. women just because yeah. of society in the And like US. if you're a lesbian, you can be in drama club in high school. That's like your home. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's like there are some straight softball players still. Like yeah. you don't know. But for yeah. guys, it's if you're in drama, you're gay. If you're saying you're gay, like stigma. But yeah, they've been working on it their whole life. But it's like pretty much a point of view that is not like a dramatic change it's where you're like, like I'm finally free yeah. right there's like this so. um, kind of like 
Like when you make it out of the suburbs and you're like, oh my God, I have to do this for all the kids still trapped in the suburbs. Like yeah. you have that extra yeah. like mission. And it know? is, yeah, it's motivating. Like, yeah, totally. We talk about it. I mean, yeah. there's kids still out there not singing because mm-hmm. they're scared they their dad is going to think they're a girl or, right, or, like, or dancing or whatever. I have to say, kids are getting woke as fuck though. Like yeah. when I was teaching, kids like, are but not they kids are but not grown here. But like, there's still like other places. But kids, know. no kids are really turning it over though because they grew up with ever like YouTube stars. Like you know what I'm saying? They yeah, are, it's getting better. It's getting for a sure. lot better. It is. Um, but yeah. still, always room for improvement. But come on. No child left behind. <laughs> There's still a kid there. There's still a Kevin somewhere. Yeah. Well, I have a song called Extreme White Christians. Oh, yeah. <gasps> that was the other I one that was, like, that. really different than, like, m- you know. What's it about? <laughs> <laughs> Just come <laughs> it's, a cult. it's about dancing. Your... No, it's about Extreme White Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, I mentioned that, that particularly, like, the whole, like, one not allowing choices to be made like a woman's health and you know um and i mix it with a bunch of clips from the media of like their crazy comments and stuff Mm -hmm. so getting so political that one's political yeah Mm -hmm. again kind of like a deviation from the others really Mm -hmm. but is it funny i'm asking You can say no. I watched. It's just political. I I felt like it was much more mission driven than most sure. of your. Okay. So do you want it to be funny? I thought it it would be funny to make yeah the lick of the song extreme white Christians. The that I think was kind of like head. funny because it was stuck in my head and then I was like in my bathroom like cleaning and I was like extreme white Christians. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I like it. I will be watching it later. <laughs> um. What do you hate most about L.A.? Why <laughs> did you look at me? It's <laughs> questions for the New Yorkers <laughs> that listen. <laughs> They're like, I have a list. <laughs> I think I guess the only thing is the traffic is the only thing. Yeah. That's it. Traffic, it's yeah. It's the I, only thing to hate here. It's literally the only thing. No, and, the, and the pollution and the people and also... Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so what do you have going on? What do you have coming out right now? So, yeah, right now I have this video I released with I Want to Die, and it's uh, a song kind of like when I finished the Hoarder experience, and I had the album pretty close to being done. I was just kind of feeling like I wasn't happy, mm-hmm. like, ever. I would have go that ever, but it was a string of consecutive, like, 60 days or more of going to bed, being like, I just feel sadness, mm-hmm. and then waking up and be like, I can't. I'm not enjoying anything. That's And tough. for 60 days to like, and I have video, I took videos of me just like talking to myself, just being like, I feel terrible. And it was just like a little like. Was this in the trash house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And that lasted for a long time. It lasted for years, but it would slowly build. So mm-hmm. even after the album was done, that helped it get even darker. And I just like. Even after you finished it? Because you were working on it with that. With all I wanted to do was this thing. I released it and I had no idea what to do. Next. Like, even be inspired. I feel like I just murdered my muse the whole time by like being like, um, need to perfect this, need to perfect this, you know, fun idea. 
<laughs> but get back to work. Yeah. And it was like too much. A lot of work. I had to, I had to do something or something was going to happen. So how did you, did you did, get out Yeah, how did you get out of it? I asked my friend who works at LGBT Center, I said, I need to see a therapist yeah. immediately. And he's like, I'll hook you up. And he did. And it was, it took a second to find the right one. But once I did, it was like, this person is really good at listening. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And this is what I need. Yes. I'm That's a, a huge proponent of talk therapy. I've been several times. Yeah, I mean, and that's a big issue right now, too, with mental health and people taking it seriously. So it's amazing that you help, especially at the LGBT Mm -hmm. center. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, hotlines and helplines for LGBT, especially you. Oh, I remember I called this, oh, my God, I called the suicide hotline one day because I was just like, I just need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And they go, hello, Oh my god. That's how they answer? Something like that. Or, hey, what's up? Hey, what do you want? I'm on my break. Well, I was like, hi, I'm just really sad. And he goes, "Um, oh, are you a veteran? I said, no. (laughs) He goes, oh yeah, because this is suicide prevention for veterans only. So, so kill yourself, have a good day. (laughs) So he goes, so, so here's the number to the, I'm like, what if that was your one call you were willing That's to what make? I was thinking. I'm like, I have to stay. I have to like figure this out for the bureaucracy. Never makes anyone feel like living. So you like, have to. That you. Sh- what? I'm so <laughs> confused. Be like, oh no, veterans only. Sorry, and wow. you've served how many years? Yeah, right. And I feel like there was like a dig in there too. Like you're sad you didn't even do anything for the country. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I didn't think about that. Here's your special. This is only people that put their life on their line already. (laughs) So. uh... Bye. (laughs) No, but yeah, I think I think that's so that helped you to come out of it. And then, did you move out of the hoarder house? I'm still really worried about that. Oh yeah, I did. Okay, that probably helped. It did not as much as you would think, but it did help. There, there's. I feel like aesthetics. Like this is very beautiful in here. You guys are missing out visually. Oh my god, thanks. (laughs) But like having this. When you look around, does help. Like, I'll, it's yeah, funny I'm, how much a visual helps. Mm-hmm. Even just, I am very particular about my, like w- my space I'm in because my head can get so crazy. Mm-hmm. So, do you keep it clean? Is that something? My head usually not. It's very <laughs> dirty up there. <laughs> um, yeah, I try to. But I, you will know what my mind is like, what my room is. Around. Oh, sure. That's like, good... they match. Yeah. Almost. I think that, like, hoarding, you know, it's like, that's hard when you have all this stuff around you because I think it creates, it... Anxiety, it, depression. Yeah, it I enhances think. the stress. Mm-hmm. It's not all of it, but yeah. it's like, oh my God, that's one more thing. Especially if it's not your house that you can't control. Yeah. It's well, like, I got lucky because I had a back house, but her house was like, uh, like a a scene from Jumanji when all the water is coming out of the windows. Oh, but instead of water, it's things. Oh, my oh, God. God. So moving from there, <laughs> talk therapy. Did you do anything else? <laughs> we really got off this I Want to Die music video. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to get back to. Well, I mean, making the videos probably, too, was something like another way it to, is extend, a music video, to extend, right? the, yeah. pro- extend okay. the project, especially if you were feeling like you... Oh, yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, that's right. So the music video component was like a later thought. I had mm-hmm. another thoughts for it, but, um, I really wanted to see this visual, which I related to this, uh, song. So this is going to like give away the button. So if you don't want, you can fast forward, I guess. 
But the button of the video... I will just cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, button of the video is like me in a graveyard digging and you see what I'm digging and I'm padding up. I've buried something and it says a gravestone. It says house music stiff... Or gay culture stiff grip on house music is on the gravestone. And so it's like a little dig at like my... Very so much hatred for house music. You hate house music. I hate. Uh, Isn't like Michigan where house is from? It's. A, I think Detroit is. Yeah. Like electronic music. Yeah. Like, you hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate your birthplace. Um, okay. Okay. So and people can find that on YouTube. Yeah. And what's your YouTube handle? Uh, I think it's my name, Kevin DeKemp, yeah. That's where you can find the full album, but if you want to see your other videos, your covers, your videos of years past, it's at Fat Rubber Ducky. Oh, oh, thank you. At Fat Rubber Ducky Mm -hmm. on YouTube? Yeah. Okay, you know it. Fat fat Rubber Ducky, like overweight (laughs) uh, plastic toy. And that's also your Instagram handle if they want to find you on Instagram. Right. I think you have a fan account. Do you have a fan account? Because I, I found so. I followed when it was like only had like two followers or something, and it was your face. But oh, man, I think I might have another one that's just oh, okay. like ready to go in case you're YouTubers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, YouTube, YouTube. Great. So you can. Um, that's. Can you spell your name too for the listeners? Yes, K E V I N D E K I M is in Mary P E. Nice. And it'll be in the title of this podcast. Yeah. All right, that's that's gonna take. Thank you for ha- like, thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that so was much. awesome. Very informative. And you guys gotta watch this. You like, to- I was so deep in your shit today. It's like ridiculous. I was like back in two thousand nine, like watching like probably the first thing you've ever done or oh, something. Yeah. Like, I was very deep into so deep in your shit. So deep in your shit, <laughs> and everything is good. Thank I was you. like, oh, when did he really take off? Right from the beginning. Yeah, the music is amazing. Yeah, thank so, you. Go check him out. Uh, and that is going to be it for us on Two Broke Gays. We did it. <laughs>